Morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully you're uh, awesome. Well, had a good weekend. See a few of you on already now, which is awesome. Hey, good morning to Kevin. Morning, Tim. Aaron, shout out to you. Linda, up and at it already, folks. Good to see on this marvellous Monday. Marvellous Monday, magic Monday. Whatever it might be, uh, I'll do the quick sort of warm-ups while everyone's sort of jumping on. If you didn't already know, most of you know this already. Jason Witten's my name. I'm sure you do, but if you don't, if you're brand new, if you're popping by, you found us accidentally, or you've joined one of our coaching and mentoring programs, which is awesome, and you're in the mentoring group, then welcome along. Oh, yeah, Adrian, Absolutely. Uh, big night tonight, folks. Make sure you got it in your calendar. Uh, every fortnight, every two weeks, we uh, we do uh, coaching and education for our mentoring group, our mad keen property investors. And tonight will be no different. And uh, we're going to have a great night tonight. So make sure you make it along. Morning, morning to Melinda and Gemma. Yep, awesome. Pumped. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, let's get into it today. I thought we might talk about something that uh, I always like the idea of understanding ourselves as property investors and really working out how we make decisions. And I've got a question for you, a little bit of a question, and uh, maybe we'll sort of answer it a bit later on together. So get ready. I'm going to sort of get you to help me out this morning when it comes to this conversation we're going to have but as an investor, from where are you making your decisions from? And uh, I put it in the, I put that in the, uh, the title today. Do you make decisions to be an investor from the past, either successes in the past or failures in the past? Are you making decisions right now? Oh, you know, the interest rates are so high, I shouldn't invest. Or more importantly making decisions for the future. And uh, this is what I want to dive into today and have a little look at maybe how we can sort of deconstruct, understand things for us as property investors and sort of see what we might be able to do uh, when it comes to that stuff. Tim is already in there straight away. Decide decide from the future for sure. Um, Can the past, the present, Help us with the future, yeah, sure, um, and we'll have a little look at that today as we go. We dive into it. So let's have a bit of a nudge. Let's get into it today. Let's have a look at what is going on. How do we? How do we look at this? How do we see what we're what's going on, and uh, maybe make a little bit of uh, an understanding of what is going on? All right. Well, let's do this. Let's break it down into. Let's break it down into a few sections of the real estate market, right? Um, You know, how do we, what would we look at? How would we treat, how would we treat these different sections of the marketplace? Or, well, not the marketplace, um, data information coming our way, all right? So value, how do we, how do we, how do we analyze value as a property investor <clears throat> when it comes to 
understanding information, understanding things that are going on, right? So value and valuers, like now, um, value. Who do we usually ask uh, what something is worth, what the value of something? Put it in the chat, folks. When we're going through uh, to buy a property, we go, is is this property worth it? And uh, there's usually... There's usually three parties involved. Let's do this. Let's let's work out who who is involved when we often get involved in buying a property and say, hey, <clears throat> what do you think this property's worth? Who are the three parties? Who are the three people involved? Yep. Now, the bank for sure asks this other person, Brendan. Um, yep. So the bank... Uh, and the bank asked this other person. Yep, there we go. Tim's onto it. Um, and Brendan, you're right in there as well. Let's have a look at <clears throat> what do we do today in the present. We want to have a look at hey, what's this property worth? Who looks into the past? Who looks from let's say on the edge of today into the past? And usually they look between three to six months into the past. The valuer. The valuer will look into the past. They look backwards on what this property is worth um, and they let the bank know if in the future you have to you have to sell this in a hurry, then, you know, here's what we reckon you could sell it for, okay? The valuer looks into the past, folks. Who's the present? Who's hanging out in the present going, hey, I, I'm, I'm aware of what's going on in the market today. Who is that? Tim's onto it. The real estate agent. The real estate agent. The real estate agent, usually between the last 30 days and the next 30 days, plus or minus 30 days, plus or minus 30 days. Boom, Tim. Uh, And who? Who has to look into the future? Who decides the future value of something? Who decides the future value of something, ladies and gents? It's a rhetorical question, I suppose, but you do. You, the investor, the investor has to make a decision about the future um, and what things can make uh, an impact on that future value. Um, really, are these things here? All right. So let's have a look at how do we, as an investor, how do we as an investor look into the future and have a look at these things, how they're going to affect us and our properties and our decisions, right, um, and where we might be able to find this information. Let's talk about finance. Let's talk about finance. So you as the investor, let's just be really clear, you have to make those decisions. You have to be comfortable. Um, and the future, what's the time frame, folks? Put it in the chat for me, the time frame. I'll put it right here for you. This is a time frame of 15 to 20 years into the future, all right? Not one year, not one year, not, you know, six months, not three years, 15 to 20 years into the future. You have, That's how you have to look at property investing. Along the way, yes, next year, if you can't pay the mortgage, you're going to be in trouble, 
that you should be able to understand what those numbers are. You've got buffers. If you've got a coach, your coach will be helping you through that, right? And you shouldn't be buying things you can't afford. Some people do. So let's have a look at this. Good question, Brendan. They give the, they give a range, right? Um, well, unfortunately, the banks um, the banks usually use the, use the the mid to bottom end. They very rarely use the top end. Of recent times, though, Brendan, <clears throat> um, once every five to eight years, the cycle pops up, and you know um, we get valuations over and above what people purchase their properties for. Um, usually mid to low end, Brendan. Good question. All right, let's do this. Finance. You know, uh, what what happens? Who looks into the past when it comes to finance? Who looks into the past when it comes to finance and and says, all right, what's going on? Who looks into the past? Well, the banks look into the past. And why do they look into the past? They want to see if you have a what? Tell me. In the the banks look into the past. They want to see if you've got a good credit. What credit? They call it a credit. Anyone know what it is? Credit history. History. The banks look into the past and they say, all right, have you been paying your bills for the last couple of years? Uh, Are you a good bet? Um, Yep, credit score, credit rating, credit history. Right, boom. The banks look backwards. The banks look backwards. And then you had shit for months last year, but right now it's Eight guns, you know, will make uh, depending on how you, depending on who you are and what, what you're doing. Will the bank care? Well, no. <clears throat> well, you should know. You've got to have how long of clear, clean, like data for the banks to move on from the past. What's the time frame? Well, it depends. If you're an employee, if you're an employee, clean, clear time frame of three to six months. Okay. And if you're a business owner, needs to be 12 to 24 months before you're clear and clean from the past, which means your present shows up as this is it, this is today. Who's the people who look into the present? Well, that's your broker, that's your um, loan writer, your broker, your finance broker, okay? They'll analyze everything that's going on today, uh, hopefully uh, make a good argument for you for the future, um, and away you go. But ultimately, the lenders' mortgage insurers, LMI, lenders' mortgage insurance, they are looking into your future because it's not the banks. The banks don't care. Did you guys know this? The banks don't care whether you pay your mortgage on time or not. Matter of fact, they make more money out of you not paying your mortgage um, if you do, right? Because the LMI, they they insure your mortgage. You pay for it. Um, and away you go. Anyway. So that's how it works, folks. Look, the banks are looking backwards. The brokers sort of saying, hey, how are you going right now? And the insurers and others are looking forward, you know, to work these sorts, sorts of things out. And what else do they look into the future? What other things? The LMI. Um, and uh, they look into the future with interest rates, right? Interest rates. How do the banks and lenders, mortgage insurers and brokers, how do they hedge the future? Your ability right now, what are they doing? They, they, they say, oh, we don't know the future. How do they make sure or how do they try and make sure, folks, that you can afford this mortgage in the future? Do they do they say, oh, yeah, he's got a good job or he or she's got a good job, they'll be right? How do they double down and triple down on that security for themselves? Not only do they, yeah, they have another 3%, right? 
So today, you could you could fall below today on the actual payments that that are there, right? So Burke can afford it, but in the, with the extra three percent, you can't, <clears throat> and that shits me. That's that's a problem for us all, all of us right now. Okay, all right. Now let's look at this one. Let's look at this one, which is the supply chain. How do we see uh, what happens with supply uh, and what how we see the future? All right. Um, and if we have a look at these things, there's three sections. There's three processes. There's three bits of the supply chain. Certainly, when it comes to construction. That we need to understand. Which what are the three bits? Does anyone know? Put that in the chat for me. This could be a bit longer today. I thought I could whip through these, but uh, <laughs> let's have a bit of a look. Supply. What are the three bits? The three bits are. Let anyone know. Three bits: approvals, uh, approvals. Okay, what got approved? Anyone know? If we look into the future, what's going on right now? These are the starts okay construction starts construction starting uh construction starts and what's the last ones the last ones are completions completions all right now this is quite interesting building contracts um starts approvals what is the failure rate what's the normal failure rate just tell me this folks what's the normal failure rate from approvals um, to completions. Does anyone know what that sort of often that normal failure rate in a normal market used to be? Anyone? Anyone? Um, I know there's a little bit of a delay in this, but it used to be, you know, on average between 20 and 30% of approvals would not get completed, folks. Right now, that this number is significantly higher at the moment. I mean, check out check out a bit of this stuff. Um, this is the the apartments. I think I showed this the other day. <clears throat> Have a look at these numbers right now under construction, um, and you have a look at sig- the significant drop um, in these numbers over over the next few years when it comes to completions, okay? Um, over here, this is the supply chain where you have a little look at, you know, what got um, approved. So submitted, approved, marketing under construction, uh, and then completed, okay? So if you have a look at these kind of like these numbers here, you know, did it start under construction? You have a look at what those numbers are and the failure rates as we go through. Okay. Now, let's go back to our little matrix. Let's have a look at rents. Uh, what do we think or what are we looking at when it comes to uh, the future? And this is an interesting one because um, you can have a look at you can have a look at the rents. What what is the rent? Um, how do we look into the past for rents? Look into the present and then look into the future. Now, this is a, a funny one to sort of talk through, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a crack, folks, that when leases are renewing, let's say the most, the whole of Australia, what's kind of the, the time frame of, of they're renting now, so the tenant is paying now, 
which is the past, right? So what are they paying now? It's not the present because that was 12 months ago. So what are they paying now? What is the lease renew to, renew, and then in 12 months' time? Uh, Does that make sense? This was 12 months ago. This was 12 months in the past. This is going to be 12 months in the future. So we have, thanks, Tim, there's a 24-month lag when it comes to rents, right? Rents going up, folks, is my point here. There's a 24-month lag in what something's renting for now, right? So he goes, okay, it was renting for now, which was set maybe 12 months ago at 400. This is a real reset in Melbourne just recently, uh, one of our clients. So it was renting for 400 in the past, and then all of a sudden it re-rents for 650, like literally on this day, and we won't know what the future looks like, or well, it won't, it won't show up for the future. So that could be easily 750 in the future. Is, that, is everyone kind of following along? I'm not really explaining myself well today with that one, but the point is there's a 24-month cycle of the past, present, and the future when it comes to rents. So right now you might buy something or you might look at buying a property that's renting from 12 months ago lease. You renew it now, but it will be more in the future. Some of the rents in Melbourne are going to double or close to double in 24 months and people will be surprised, but it won't be a surprise. Anyway, there you go. Let's do the last couple and try and make sense of this. The population, obviously, you know, what happened during COVID, what's going on right now, you know, 50,000 students coming back into Australia and what is the future plan for Australia, which is 200,000 new people per year coming into Australia, right? So we can have a look at that. And then jobs, there's a lot of jobs on. Now, how do we look in the past? You can have a look at unemployment levels. What's going on now? The lowest unemployment ever into the future. Plenty of work, plenty of infrastructure projects, plenty going on in Australia. So if we have a look at this, right, if we have a look at this, for all of us as investors, my point I was going to make today is that if you are, if, you, if you're here making decisions, it's a terrible place to make a decision. That, that's, you don't make decisions based on this section of the market, ladies and gents. That, that is not for you as a property investor to make a decision on. There's two parts. This is where we need to make decisions are based on our future plan, 15 to 20 years. First and foremost, do I want to own this for 15 to 20 years and is it in the right spot at the right time for me? Okay. And then need to make sure in the now, can I afford it? Have I got my ducks in a row, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense because there's a lot of info there to make sense of. I was going to pull up a heap of data today, clearance rates, vacancy rates, asking prices, all sorts of things, Um, but I didn't get through my matrix fast enough. Anyway, there you go. Maybe we bit off more than we can chew. Maybe I can do uh, a little bit extra tomorrow on this. There you go. Anyway, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Ramble today, maybe. Um, who knows? But tonight we've got mentoring on. Make sure you come along and uh, 
That's it for today, Monday or Monday the 6th of March, folks. Done and dusted. You guys be well. Uh, Let's turn that one off. All right. All right, folks, that's it from me. See you tonight at Mentoring. Make sure you get along and uh, have a good time. I think there's uh, emails and stuff coming out, so make sure you keep an eye out for those. All right, folks, adios. Thanks for joining and uh, join me tomorrow for another. Each day we do this at 10 past 8. Many of you know that already, so uh, make sure you pop along. And if you've got any info or uh, things you want me to have a chat about, let me know. Let me know. I'll have a coffee, see if I can find something about them, and we can wax a bit of lyrical. All right, move on, Jason. You're just rambling now. See you, folks. See you tonight. See you tomorrow. See you whenever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.